Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is October 31st, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Revelation Song by Carrie Job. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Revelation. We are continuing in the series of Revelation and we are on chapter 11. So we are about to read about the two witnesses and I just want to say the vision that the Apostle John has had here in Revelation is in regards to the victorious King Jesus, victorious. The book of Revelation completes our, our knowledge of what we read from the beginning in Genesis all the way to the book of Re Revelation. It, it completes our knowledge, our understanding of who Jesus is, because we get to see him in all his glory and majesty. He is, we get to see him as the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of all things. He is king and judge of all creation. This book, I want to say it might be in the last chapter where it says, blessed are those who read the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now these two witnesses that come on the scene here, there's been much speculation as to who they are because these two witnesses are given a lot of power. They're given a lot of power to the power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they choose whenever they desire to do it. So they're wreaking havoc, these two witnesses, these two lampstands. They are wreaking havoc. I believe that these two witnesses are Moses and Elijah. And the reason I do is because Moses, he comes, Moses and Elijah come on the Mount of Transfiguration. So these are the ones that, that, that God himself brings down to visit Jesus Christ, the Son of God there on the Mount of Transfiguration. And one of the apostles that witnesses this is John, the one that Jesus comes and tells about what's going to take place. Well, the book of Revelation is scripture of what has taken place, what is taking place, and what will take place. It's a powerful book. We cannot discard the book of Revelation. To say that, to say that, you know, anybody that's out there that wants to say Revelation is just symbolic or 
doesn't really mean anything. I don't know. There's people out there that think that. <laughs> they, don't, they don't think of it as being a literal event that's going to take place. But why would Jesus come down to reveal to John the Apostle that this does take place if it does not take place anyway? The Bible has been interpreted in many ways. Some people believe in the rapture, some do not. In the process of doing this message, I'm also trying to drink my tea. <laughs> so if you hear that, that's what's going on. So let's get started. I don't think I have anything to reflect upon on chapter 10. Uh, There's that interlude that takes place between the sixth and seventh trumpet. So there's much, something's going on before we read about the seventh trumpet here uh, in chapter 11. Let's see. Let's just get started. I only have a short window of time, so I'll read the chapter. Uh, pause in between sections here and just give my thoughts and then we'll finish up the two witnesses then i was given a reed like a measuring rod and the angel stood saying rise and measure the temple of god the altar and those who worship there but leave out the court which it, which is outside the temple and do not measure it for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth and if anyone wants to harm them fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies and if anyone wants to harm them he must be killed in this manner these have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy and they have power over waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Pause. If you've been following me, you know that I read the Bible from beginning to end, and I'm currently in the book of Exodus. And I just was reading this morning the, the instructions that God gave to Moses on how to build, how to build his, uh, tabernacle and the altar and just all the instructions that he gave for the golden lampstand the tabernacle uh, the altar the care of the lampstand uh, the table for the showbread and ark of the testimony all these things that all the instructions that god gave moses to to start building things and i came across uh, where he he gives the measurements for the 
Let's see. The, the temple court. And I won't I won't go back and read that, but on how he has the the court built. And in this first few paragraphs in chapter 11, he talks about measuring the measuring rod and and that the apostle paul needs to rise and measure the temple of god the altar and those who worship there he says but leave out the court which which is outside the temple and do not measure it for it has been given to the gentiles and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months I mentioned in other messages in Revelation that I believe Jesus has a different definition for who his Jews are, his chosen people, because we are Jesus' chosen people, those that believe in the Son of God and everything that he did. And in Romans chapter 2, verse 29. I am actually going to read that and include it in the show notes because it's so important. Let's see. I'm about to study the book of Romans with my family. I'm excited that's tomorrow night. We begin at chapter 1. Um, so this is Romans chapter 2, verse 29. Yes, verse 29 says but he is a jew who is in one who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit not in the letter whose praise is not from men but from god pause so he is a jew who is one inwardly people that believe in jesus these are the ones included in the new Jerusalem, the new under the new covenant. And I just think that verse is so powerful in Romans chapter 2, verse 29. He is a Jew inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. This is not a circumcision of the flesh, of the penis that he calls his people. It's the ones that believe on him and have faith. In Jesus Christ that are saved by grace this we are under the new covenant and once we declare and follow what Jesus has, has said because we have to follow him and and follow his word we're never going to get it right but we have his followers his true followers his true chosen are the ones that aren't still living in sin purposely living in sin thinking that they're saved by grace because you have to follow him he's looking for those that are following him we are the ones that have the circumcision of the heart uh he talks about the two olive trees and the two lampstands and of course lampstands is his church his people are standing before the God of the earth, the God of the earth. And these two witnesses, <laughs> they speak and speak and speak and speak until they have nothing more to say. 
for, let's see, how long, uh, for 1,260 days they, they speak, they prophesy, and they, they never stop prophesying, and they never stop. Whoever tries to harm them are killed. And they have, they have the power. God has given them the power over the water to turn that into blood and to strike the earth with all plagues. I mean, they're given such power. And so when we read the next paragraph, the witness is killed. The Jews, the, the people of, of, uh, at this, of this time, I mean, they're, re they're rejoicing because they've been God has let him have it through these two witnesses for the, th the 1,260 days. So let's read about that. The witnesses killed. When they finished their testimony, pause, when they finished their testimony, when they finished talking, and only until they finished saying everything that they needed to say. The beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will be in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those that the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see, their dead bodies for three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves and those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them make merry <laughs> and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth pause the beast makes war against these two witnesses and overcomes them only because God is allowing that. He allows his witnesses to talk to the people, to tell the people what's what, right? And then the beast overcomes them, the two witnesses, and he kills them. And the people of that place at that time, and these are the ones that have been, have already gone through <clears throat> the seals and the judgments up until the sixth judgment and or trumpets excuse me and then we'll be reading the seventh trumpet here in a minute these are these ones that were tortured for five months by those demonic locusts I, these are the ones that have been tortured right and they are just they're being merry and they are just having a big old party because the beast <clears throat> has killed the two witnesses, so they're not going to be hassled anymore. And, but it says, and their bodies will be, will lie in the street of the great city. They think they're a great city, Jerusalem. And they will allow, and it says, which spiritually is called, spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Is God seeing this place as holy? 
at this point? I don't think so. He's seeing him as Sodom in Egypt and where the Lord was crucified. And where was the Lord crucified? These are the people during this end game that are that are around and they uh, then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days. The beast and the evil people, they're gloating. They're leaving the bodies just lay on the ground. But they think they're, they've won up to God, <laughs> as if. But we're going to read. They have not won up to God. God is allowing those them to, to lay there on the ground, allowing it. because they're going to be resurrected. So this, these people that are rejoicing and being merry and sending gifts to one another, can you imagine? They're sending gifts. Oh, here's a gift. This is a party. Because the two prophets tormented them for that long of a period. Okay, the witness is resurrected. Now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them. And they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake seven thousand people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Pause. So now they went from rejoicing. God resurrects the two witnesses. And everybody that the two witnesses had been talking to and the two witnesses had tormented. And then, of course, they rejoiced and were merry and were giving each other gifts. Now, the God of ages has breathed breath into their lungs and they resurrect and they go up in the clouds because he calls them up back up there. And now, all these enemies that had witnessed what they had been saying, the two witnesses, that they had been killed, that they had been displayed on the ground for three and a half days. Now, they've heard God call them back up to heaven. He resurrects them. And there's a great earthquake, and now 7,000 more people are killed. And the rest were afraid. They went from Mary to being afraid. And now they gave glory to the God of heaven. It's so powerful. So some more people, I believe, are saved here, sounds like. Praise God. Hallelujah. Seventh trumpet, the kingdom proclaimed. Then the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, 
and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, an earthquake, and great hail. Pause. I just love it because the wrath has come, the wrath of God. And the time of the dead, they should be judged. And this is with the reward. This is the time of the reward for the servants and the prophets and the saints. So this seventh blast, Jesus Christ, they, can, they now know that the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Forever and ever. He, is, he, he was dead and now he lives and he reigns forever and ever. He is the Almighty. And the 12 or the 24 elders, they fall on their faces and worship. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty. The one who is and who was and who is to come. Wait for it. He is coming back. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. But we read, be ready for his coming. Be ready. Just to go into my thoughts a little bit. Well, you know, I'm reading Exodus and I'm reading the instructions that Moses was given by God himself, the Almighty, to make the Ark of the Covenant. And in this last verse in chapter 11 and the temple of God was opened to in heaven and the ark of his covenant was sent was seen in his temple wow so the foreshadow of what was in the in the beginning is now coming into fruition it is happening the real ark of God the the he took up the ark and he has the ark and he, they the people can see it as the temple of God was opened in heaven it's oh God's story is just so beautiful so so beautiful uh, I'll go ahead and in there I only had just a short window of time the next chapter is the woman the child and the dragon is chapter 12 and we will be halfway through the book of Revelation. I think it goes to 24 chapters. Let me just double check. Oh, 22. So we are halfway. We've just read halfway through the book of Revelation. Now these next chapters are really titled, uh, yeah, a good, one of the words that my family uses is the word yikers instead of yikes. Yikers, the woman, the child, and the dragon. The beast from the sea. Uh, the bowls are coming up. The bowl judgments. So, there you have it. We've got 
Jesus is coming back. So I was just checking my notes here. Anyway, those two witnesses are sure going to wreak havoc for a time, aren't they? Hopefully the people that are listening, if we have any loved ones in that group, that they repent and turn back to God. They repent and turn back to God. I think I had written something recently. Uh, let me see what I did. Um, no, I guess not. Sorry for the little pauses. God seals his, his elect until he takes us home. And once he writes our name with blood, we are sealed. We are sealed if we believe in him in our hearts and follow him. And listen, God the Father is on record a lot. Listen to my son. That means obey my son. Pick up your cross and follow me, he says. It can't be a, a, a group of people that have intellectual belief, but it hasn't reached their heart. We have to have a holy fear. I know a lot of people will call God the Father, Papa, or Daddy, or He is Father. We have to have this holy fear and respect for our Creator. He is holy, holy, holy after all. He is holy, holy, holy. And we worship Him and only Him. And we wake up in the morning and open up His Word. Because only by reading His Word will we know what He expects of us. But he came down from glory to be born because he knew humanity wasn't getting it right. He's so gracious, so merciful. He grants us grace. For those only that believe in him, confess him and believe that he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he resurrected on the third day. And we must live accordingly. We must repent. Those that continue sinning. I told you the testimony of a former person that used to be in, uh, married to one of my nieces. And he, he was of the mindset because he'd read the Bible and he knew that Jesus was coming. But he, he said, I just need 15 minutes to repent of all my sins. So he was mocking God. If, if you're out there and you have that mindset like my former uh, the former person that was in in our how in our um, family that's mocking God and that's that can be deadly 
God may may or may not give him his 15 minutes. We have to repent. But goodness gracious, when we give our lives and submit our lives wholeheartedly to the God of ages, and we, we, come, in, we come into his presence with thanksgiving in our hearts and with our prayers, no prayer is wasted. Prayers are answered. But remember the golden bowl, and he has all of our prayers in there. At some point, our prayers will be answered, the ones that haven't been answered yet. Nothing goes wasted with God. He works all things together for our good, for those that are called, chosen. But we have to listen for him. When he knocks, we got to let him in. And then we are, that no matter what life throws at us, we are blessed by the God of ages. All the glory to God. Much love to all. I hope I haven't fumbled my words too much. If I've missed something, I may in the next chapter reflect back and add. Until next time. Bye.